was born November 17, 1942 in Livingston, Montana. What's it like to grow up in a National Park Service family? John Reynolds tells us in this episode of Centennial Voices, a production of the Park History Program in Washington, D.C. I'm historian Luann Jones. Reynolds' father started his Park Service career in 1942 as a ranger at Yellowstone National Park. Boy, it must have been a great life for my mom and dad in Yellowstone. He, you know, he, they were both outdoors people. Mm -hmm. and they lived on the northwest edge of Yellowstone in a remote area called Stevens Creek, a beautiful landscape that must have presented challenges when Reynolds' mother was ready to give birth. I'm dying to know how they got out of Stevens Creek and because if it was snow, if there was snow on the ground and they didn't plow the road to Stevens Creek, I know my dad parked the car up on the highway, but you had to cross the river and climb the steep bank. And so I'm wondering if, it, if, if the car was up there, how did my mom get out when she's at labor? <laughs> did he carry her? Did she snowshoe across? I don't know. Reynolds remembers an idyllic childhood in the park. We were there about the first eight years of my life, and you know, just a wonderful experience growing up. I mean, we went on picnics all the time, we went fishing all the time, and we lived all over the park. We lived in Mammoth. I started school in Mammoth at headquarters. And mm -hmm. I would walk up the hill by myself to school, and you know, nobody worried about the bears or the elk or anything. You just went and walked. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite place. Um, and probably part of it because it was older. The last two summers were spent in the Lamar River Valley. And in the fall, they would cut all the, cut all the grass and stack it up in a big haystack, which we would all get to play in, of course, much to the chagrin of our mothers. <laughs> Always afraid we were gonna fall through to some crack and never get out. And they would call the herd. They would call it down to 400 bison. There were corrals and um, squeeze, uh, squeeze gates, you know, and when they were doing that stuff, my brother and I would always play in all those places. <laughs> <laughs> and as my brother said last time we were out there, he said, uh, he said, you know, my, one of his memories of that place was that that's where, that's where he learned it was okay to pee behind the barn. <laughs> one, of the cow, one of the cowboys taught us to it was okay to pee behind the barn. So it was a great place, you know, and I remember watching thunderstorms, you know, from miles and miles away form, and my dad teaching me that if you counted the seconds, you could know how many miles away the thunder was. And the idea of the Park Service as a family was strong. It was a good community. In the summertime, I don't, there, there, there was a community garden. It was, it was a World War II victory garden. And I, I remember the last two years that we would go to the garden basically once a week. And, you know, my mom would do a lot of gardening while we looked for rattlesnakes and stuff. <laughs> there were a lot of, particularly a lot of women there gardening too, so that would be a social interaction. Mm -hmm. But it was a pretty, so, but it was a pretty social place. And there was mm -hmm. reputation as the Park Service as a family organization mm -hmm. was probably as high in those days as it, as it ever was. Moving frequently could be part of Park Service culture. Reynolds' family grew accustomed to pulling up and putting down roots as his father took new positions in parks in the Midwest. It didn't bother us to move. You know, I just, I just remember I always wanted to see whatever, whether it was down the road or wherever it was, I always wanted to see it. And mm -hmm. So I don't remember ever 
being bothered by moving. It was just one of those things mm -hmm. that you did, you know. After Yellowstone, Reynolds and his family moved to Theodore Roosevelt National Park. His parents let Reynolds and his siblings explore. Um, they just, they let us run. Mm -hmm. And I, in particular, I remember in Theodore Roosevelt that my mother's direction to us was, don't go farther than the distance that you can hear my police whistle, mm -hmm. which was a long <laughs> ways. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was sagebrush country and rattlesnakes mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. out there. And, and a, within sound of the whistle was this huge butte. Mm -hmm. So as long as you didn't go over the top to the other side, you know, we were free to be on the butte. Mm -hmm. It was free, it was open, we were down to the Missouri River one minute and, you know, in the creek one minute and up on the hill the next and jumping over rattlesnake now and then. <laughs> we had a good, I mean, it was just a great, it was a great way to, to be and the outdoors was just all, you know, where you should be. Mm -hmm. Reynolds' passion for the parks led him to a long career with the National Park Service. I don't remember ever assuming that I was going to have a career with the Park mm -hmm. Service. But everything turned out to be so much fun and so interesting, it just kept going. His career kept going to positions as a park superintendent, regional director, and deputy director of the National Park Service. Thanks for listening. For Centennial Voices, this is Luann Jones, audio production courtesy of Alicia Rogers, an intern with the National Park Service.